The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Jennifer Lopez singing Elvis Presley was something that I'm not sure I ever thought I would see, but it did on Sunday night, and you would have too if you watched the Elvis All-Star Tribute. It was a celebration of the 50th anniversary of Presley's 68 comeback special. That was an iconic TV event that revitalized the king of rock and roll's career. It was a star-studded affair with performances by uh, Carrie Underwood, Keith Urban, Jennifer Lopez, Post Malone, Ed Sheeran, and more. I thought it was a fantastic show. And that's why I dialed up music commentator Eric Alper for him to weigh in on it and Elvis and his legacy. Eric, what did you think of the show? Um, I I thought it was great. You know what? Anytime where you get to have music in prime time, especially with Sean Mendez singing Hound Dog and looking like the rock star that Mm -hmm. he is, I think out of all of the performers that you mentioned, I think Post Malone would probably get the biggest surprise of the night. I think that his streams are going kind of through the roof with an audience that may not necessarily be familiar with him, but singing It's Now or Never with Keith Urban really helps, I think, solidify him a whole new audience thanks to the performance. Well, Eric, I have to tell you, when I saw Post Malone with Keith Urban singing, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Okay, it's Post Malone. But I said to my husband, who teaches high school, I said, do you know who Post Malone is? He says, well, the kids at school listen to him all the time. I Googled him today. I'm like, okay, that's not bad, but really impressive. I think a lot of people were blown away by Post Malone singing Elvis Presley with Keith Urban. He did a great job. Yeah, for sure. And so far, the ratings have been pretty good. They got about five and a half million viewers in America for Sunday night, which is pretty great, actually, Um, you know, going up against CSI, which gets about nine million viewers. But I think more importantly, it continues just to solidify Elvis Presley's dominance, not only in the music world, but the entertainment world, too. I mean, they just released figures on last year, uh, on last year's numbers for Graceland, and it's still holding steady at about 600,000 people a year visiting Graceland, and they've just opened up a new mall across the street that's just roughly about a hundred million dollar cost that's going to have different rooms and different shopping excursions. So I think that we're going to be hearing about Elvis Presley for the next hundred years. Well, and you know what, Eric, that's why I wanted to talk to you after watching that. I I fired off an email to you because the conversation around our place is, is there going to be an artist currently 50 years from now that we'll still be talking about, that we would sit down and watch uh, an hour, two-hour-long tribute to that person. Do you think there would be? Never. I I think the the, the last person or persons might be the Beatles, but even when you consider just... The, the relevance that Elvis Presley has. I mean, especially at the end of the 21st century when all of these magazines like National Geographic and Life magazine, 
you know, pretty heavy-duty publications that's not necessarily covering music, you know, were voting Elvis Presley one of, you know, the, the top 100 people that's ever lived, mm. period. And no other, there is no other entertainer in history um, that was the most popular, that sold the most albums. I mean, that year that he broke in 1956 changed everything mm-hmm. for the world because you can say that he was kind of the inventor of the teenager or that the teenagers invented him <laughs> before that teenagers didn't really have an income to spend on their own volition and Elvis Presley certainly came at the right time and that's what changed the world even 50 years later we're still talking about him um, but I think that the way that music streaming services are going and social media, just the way that we're not all watching the same things or reading the same things nearly as much as we did even 10 years ago, it's really hard for somebody to come along and just dominate everything like it did back in the 50s and 60s. Eric Alper joining us this afternoon. You talk about uh, Elvis, you know, coming onto the scene, 56, this uh, 68 comeback special in 1968 came after uh, numerous years in the movie business. Um, which he wasn't happy with. And apparently he was quite nervous about this special, um, but it was all planned and it was uh, executed very, very well. And it really was uh, the big comeback that uh, he needed at that time, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you know, the, this the, Elvis's years um, coming back out of the Army and then also his movie career didn't really sit well a lot with fans and especially with his record labels that just wanted him to go back to doing rock and roll. But Colonel Tom Parker, his manager, wanted him to, you know, divert a little bit and go into the entertainment field and just pumping out four to five films a year. Mm-hmm. Not much kind of creative control or just quality control, even though that they're kind of cool to look at now. There's only, you know, maybe one or two that stand out in the movie field, like maybe Jailhouse Rock. But other than that, (laughs) they're pretty bad films. But yeah, when he did this comeback special, he was so nervous that even Elvis was throwing up a couple of days before. He just never realized how big of an audience that this show was going to be and what it actually meant. If he did really, really well, this could set him up for life, and it actually did. Well, and you look back at some of that old footage that they had uh, of, oh, so of him. Oh, so good. And, you know, to me, yeah. that was Elvis at his prime, at his, at his handsome, sexiest, snarling, yeah. you know, hips shaking, totally. singing and Elvis. I, that was I what I like that, to remember. Yeah, and that, and that TV show did it, too. Like, mm-hmm. just coming in and out of each of the commercial breaks, they had the original footage, which I was so happy to see because I think it was really important for maybe people who were tuning in because they love Post Malone or that they love Carrie Underwood or Shawn Mendes, who may not know about Elvis. Um, It was really important just to see him without being able to fully understand just how big he was and how important he was. I don't think even people who were around can truly appreciate just, you know, the, the absolute influence that Elvis had over the 20th and now even in the 21st century where his record label is still releasing two or three albums a year that are climbing the charts. Eric, we're getting called out a little bit on my text line about artists who 50 years from now we might be talking about and a couple of people, <laughs> not surprising, because you know what? These two yeah. were two that you know would have popped into my head, uh, Michael Jackson yeah. and Garth Brooks, yeah. two superstars certainly you know, over the past yeah. 30 years have been absolutely huge. My point, I guess maybe with them though, and I'm, I'm a huge uh, Jackson fan and a huge Garth Brooks fan I'm not sure that their music touched all of the genres or has touched all of the genres that Elvis's did if you looked at 
everything, whether it's, um, you know, uh, rock and roll, whether it was uh, jazz, whether it's blues, whether it's country, whether it's gospel, Elvis touched it all. Everything. And, and, and I agree with you. And, and not to take anything away from Michael Jackson or Garth Brooks, both have had, you know, monster sales of like 200 million albums and singles across their life. But Garth Brooks isn't as influential as people think he is. I mean, yes, he absolutely changed and shifted country music and maybe even brought country music into stadium rock that we kind of know of today. But certainly I don't think his, but I, I think his influence stopped there. I don't think that he influenced fashion. I think Michael Jackson did, but I think only for a couple of years. You don't really see people walking around in those leather red thriller jackets, although you do see people walking around in jeans and leather jackets, and that's exactly what Elvis Presley made teenagers do. I mean, wherever you see a rebel, whenever you see somebody who's fighting against authority like James Dean did Mm. in the movies, Elvis did it first, and he did it better still than anybody else. Um, When you talk about uh, recent uh, record sales, you had touched on that, but still, like even Google searches, people are still searching them out, trying to find out more information about them, aren't they? Yeah, you you know, I'll even go one step further. He is listed right now as the fourth um, most popular and the top earner on when it comes to dead celebrities. Wow. Um, even though that's a little bit morbid, that yep. Forbes actually has a list of dead, <laughs> of, of dead uh, celebrities with Michael Jackson at the top of it. But that's, that's that, that huge influence. Michael Jackson is still around because pop music today is more popular than ever before. Elvis Presley hasn't had a hit on the radio, you know, since he was alive. And mm-hmm. even before then, with Suspicious Mind back in the late 60s. And so he is still not only coming up in Google searches by the hundreds of millions, but the fact that his earning power is probably better, I'm going to guess, then probably number four all the way down to number 100 wow. of the top musicians earning last year. Maybe only Taylor Swift and a handful of others have actually made more money than this guy who died in 1977. Yeah, although some people, even to this day, there was still a story out today that people think that he's like a pastor down in southern, uh, the southern... No, he US. just filled up my, my gas tank. <laughs> yeah. um, I learned, with him. learned a little bit, uh, well, learned a lot while watching it as well as John Fogarty uh, performed Jailhouse Rock. Didn't know that John Fogarty actually wrote Proud Mary. Yeah, you know, that was interesting. And, and, and you know, just for those people who, who might have watched it and was just like, hey, how come Mac Davis is Yeah, I remember Mac Davis from, like, the Hee Haw days mm-hmm. of the 1970s watching them on Sunday night. But he actually wrote a number of, of Elvis Presley songs, so that's why he was there as well, including um, writing that song of memories, a song that he wrote especially for that Elvis special back in 1968. So that was really, really cool seeing him there. And like the people who put on this show, Ken Elric is is the guy really behind the the broadcast of the Grammy Awards for the last mm. 20, 22 years. So he knows exactly how to put on a show like this. And I thought it was a great little insight to all these neat little trivia, and and also just to find out you know where the artists stood today and, and how they were influenced by Elvis. Yeah, it was neat to see Priscilla Presley as well as. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley as well. Priscilla, you know, providing a little bit of insight too about how he was, uh, you know, feeling around that, uh, around that time and in the in the years afterwards as well. I mean, she was. Um 
Yeah, just it was it was it was fast. It was fascinating it to was watch. Fun. It yeah. was fun. TV, and and you know, for all you and I can talk about the best of or the greatest. The amazing thing about music is that everybody's got a personal opinion. Yeah. But I think that when it comes to Elvis, though, I, you know, just the sheer amount of books that he has continually written about yeah. him, it's a, it's actually just a shade under thirteen hundred different books wow. are available on Amazon today, and that's rising by about a hundred. 150 every single year. They're just, still to this day, I don't even know if it's a generational thing after maybe the baby boomers stopped their purchasing power. I think that as long as there's a rock band and as long as there's music and new music to be had, I think everybody eventually hits the Elvis catalog. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It was great to see, um, you know, they did the the uh, the medley at the end with Carrie Underwood, Shawn Mendes, Post Malone, Darius Rucker, Blake Shelton. I think that with If I Can Dream, and that's what he closed out the 68 special, the original 68 special with. It was great to hear that. That song, I think, is relevant today as it was back yeah. then, as a matter of fact. Um, Eric, always great to talk talk to you you can follow eric at that eric elper on twitter thank you for joining us i appreciate it so much thank you very much all we'll right that is uh eric elper from elpert uh and you can uh, again follow him at uh, that eric elper um i'm gonna leave you right now as we go to break with that tune once again uh if i can dream Thank you. Good night. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.